Hello and welcome to Archer Enemies. This is the Hawkeye After Show from the Comic Crush. I'm Paul. With me is Liz. Hello. And I, I just want you to remember, guys, that no matter how bad things are going this week, you're not having to do a podcast with Liz. So <laughs> it can't be all bad, can it? Doesn't matter what you're going through. Tragedy, death, divorce. You're not having to sit here and and, and work with this every week. Like, <laughs> Um, so, you know. if, if only you could be <laughs> you're not having to have arguments over how to pronounce things or whether or not a show is well paced or badly paced um it is badly paced by the way uh the show we were we were talking about last week um yeah you're just not having to to go through that every week i am though i'm here to take the uh take the crap so you don't have to um <laughs> Liz, how are you? It it's, is, it's, it is I, your I mean, privilege and honor. Uh, it's a uh, pleasure to see you again. How are you? Uh, doing swell. Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. Um, so, as I said, this is the Hawkeye After Show. We are here to talk about episode three of Hawkeye, which is on Disney Plus now. If you don't have it, go get it because it is really good. Um, we're really enjoying it. Thank you to all the new subscribers, by the way. You got even more than, than last week now. Um, so thanks, guys, for, for tuning in. Um, if you're looking for other shows, you can find our interview show. Uh, there are two really good interviews on there at the moment. One with Joel Meadows from Tripwire talking about all the stuff he's doing um, for the Tripwire Winter Special and for the 2022 Bristol Comic Con. Joel's shows are really good. Liz, you remember we had fun at the uh, the Portsmouth show? Oh, yeah. Um, we met a lot of really cool, lovely people there. Uh, a lot of really great comic creators. Uh, so you can find that on the Comic Crush channel. This channel, in fact. I don't know why I'm saying the Comic Crush channel. It's this channel. And also the interview with Kelly Sue DeConnick about Wonder Woman. Uh the Amazon's Historia, which is here. Now, we were supposed to be doing a comic show this week. Uh, unfortunately, I had a bit of a problem getting hold of all the books that I, I I needed to read for the show. So, sorry, guys, my fault. I cocked up and I, I, I you know, I, I didn't have a chance to go back and, and get the books that I was supposed to get. There was a bit of a miscommunication between me and Liz and confusion over what books we were supposed to be doing so what we've done this week is we've left the comic show again. I'm sorry. We will be coming back to it for um, a three-week period, I think. So we'll be doing a comic show um, next week, next Thursday, which is the 9th. Uh, we'll be doing one more on the 16th and again on the 23rd. And then that will be our final show of the year. We are then taking a, a long, long break. For most of January, but don't be alarmed. There will be stuff going out in the Comic Crush, um, and the show will come back in the new year. It's, yeah, it's, end of Jan, you yeah. know, around the end of Jan. Yeah. The, uh, the reason for the break is we are going to be preparing brand new content, brand new shows. Um, I'd like to go with a lot of stuff that's kind of pre-prepared and ready so that you guys are getting stuff every week. There's going to be a lot more articles and things going up on the website. Um, I will have some hopefully exciting announcements coming soon, all based on that stuff. I'm, I'm in the middle of kind of doing stuff now, but like, please stick with us because, you know, we, we do this so you guys can enjoy it 
and you know we'd love to have you watch and also drop us a comment in the box below um liz should we get on with the hawkeye show now i think we should Lizzie's chomping at the bit to talk about this week's show. <laughs> chomping uh, at the bit. I, it, because it was a load of fun and lots of really interesting stuff going on in the background. Um, uh, and, you know, foreshadowing a cameo that we're all kind of speculating about. So, um, yes, I did a poll a couple of weeks back on were we going to get the Kimping in uh, this show? Um all signs the, point to yes, Paul. All I mean, signs you know. point to yes. The, the, the overwhelming votes were for the yes column. This week, mm, did we or didn't we? We can't be sure. We can't be Liz, sure, do, but there's... Do you think that's well, who that's supposed to be? Oh, I think. I think that's who that's supposed to be. I mean, uh, it, it basically, it's very heavily implied um, yes. You know, if you know anything about Echo and her, you know, her comics history... And, um, you know, and, and pretty much, uh, you know, every, every little sort of breadcrumb that they could drop to lead you in the direction of, yeah, okay, this is who you think it is. I think, I feel that they did, um, without out and out saying so, mm. but we know, you know, from this episode, we know more, uh, about how they're going to handle that because, um, you know, obviously they're, they're not, it doesn't look like they're going, you know, directly from her comics history um you know i think she so she's she's throughout the episode she refers to an uncle mm. um you know so that's that's not how you know that's that's not the relationship from the comics out and out but it's it's their way no. of of kind of delivering that i think yeah um the the actor playing her father mm. um who is a native like like alakwa cox is a, a native american actor um is uh has just been in a, a show called reservation dogs which is on hulu in the us and disney plus over here which i highly recommend to anyone who hasn't seen it it's a very funny show about a, a group of native american teenagers uh funny enough that guy plays a, a native american policeman in the, the show and so now we have him operating on the other side of the law i really love that relationship between yeah, the, I think the father and the echo. Yeah, uh, I think the father and the echo. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think uh, before I so I guess before we kind of like you know unpack a little bit more of the kingpin stuff, why don't we talk mm. about the you know the opening of the episode and um our introduction to Echo as a character? Yeah, so we we, mm. we kind of in, introduced her in a classroom where she is seems to be she's she's in a regular classroom, so she's not in a school for the deaf. Um, I, I should say that the, the actress who plays the adult Echo, Alakwa Cox, is deaf uh, in real life um, and did study at a school for the deaf. She's also an amputee, which makes the stuff she does in the show even more impressive. Um, because I, I didn't realise that they were going to make this character, because I don't believe the, the comics version is, no. is an amputee. No. Um, I, I, and seeing what she does uh uh it's just incredible and I, I believe I, i'm unsure but i believe she's doing a lot of her own stunts um stunts uh so that is her sort of kicking ass um in the show uh it's an interesting thing to to add because obviously the deafness relates to hawkeye's um own 
uh, impediment, if you like, um, where he's kind of lost. Now, uh, uh, recently reading the Hawkeye by Aha and Fraction, mm-hmm. he is actually 80, 80% deaf, and I didn't realise it was that extens- extensive for the character. Right, yeah, I think... Um, I don't know how long... Um, you know how long ago in the character's history they uh, mm. they established that he had significant hearing loss, but it's a it's a detail that a lot of the fans you know for years have been kind of clamoring for them to address in the MCU. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I thought it was so great that they did that here, and especially during this episode. Yeah, um, because you know, we, yeah, we, we, I'd like to talk about that a little more in depth as we go along, but um, yeah, so, sorry, you know, I'm, we'll, I'm we'll kind stick of with yeah, we'll stick with that goal a little place. bit, but yeah, I definitely want to talk about that because I think um, I I think that was maybe for me one of the most uh, significant things about this episode is how they handled that, um, be, you know, with both characters. Yeah, um, I, and, and you know, as you say, we see Echo kind of grow, as she kind of grows up. And learns martial arts, and and, and there's the, the 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 crucial scene really for the everyone speculating out there, including you and I, is this moment between her and her father where she he says to her, "Okay, I'm, I'm they're at like the kind of karate lesson," and he says to her, "I'm going to go. Uncle is going to take you home." And we see a man in a suit, but we don't see his face. We do hear his voice. And that voice does sound awfully familiar. It sounds a lot like, uh, yeah. Well, it's actually not even, he he doesn't even say anything, does he? He just kind of laughs. And yeah, and he kind of like touches her cheek. Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, I think he just laughs, uh, you know, but it's, to me, it sounded like, you know. And and watching it kind of flash by on Twitter to, today uh, and yesterday was 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 great because all, all I've got from from pals is was that who I think it was was it him is it him like, right you know, it's no a, yeah saying, yeah but, everybody's going nuts um, but you know uh, yeah I mean because it, it I mean all of it is there you know if you want to look for it there's um you know and there's even little little Easter eggs and things that people have mm. been kind of speculating about like um the the you know the tracksuits um. You, you know, I think during the uh, the scenes, you know, uh, set in the past with the Ronin, mm. um, the auto body shop, I believe, is called like Fat Man's Auto Body or something like that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's just all these little Could details. It... If you want to pick up on them, it's like, oh, yeah. Well, what, you know. What I want to know, Liz, is why have they named a uh, an auto body shop in, in Hawkeye after me? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a great honor, guys, but, you know. <laughs> Well, I I'm going that... on a diet in January. You might have to rename it. Um, yeah, and I, I, I loved the scenes with her and her father. As I said, uh, the there were two scenes that both concern or both use characters' deafness in this that, like, uh, really kind of hit me in the feels. Um, the first was the scene with the father where she's. She's asking him, you know, what what sound does a dragon make? And he's kind of, you, you know, and he, 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 you know, he calls he calls Echo um, little dragon, little dragon. And later on, there's another scene which we'll get to. I, I'm sure you know which scene it is. Um, <coughs> uh, but I, I really love that relationship, and of course, watching him 
die as a character was like that actually really kind of you know yeah right it was here, you know really really yeah heartbreaking me. yeah like you know the uh the father-daughter relationship um is a really big thing in this show it's a theme in this show uh yeah. you know uh obviously you know with clean and his own daughter with clean and his sort of paternal paternal relationship with kate mm. um and obviously with echo and her father um and, and of course kate and hers <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and Kate, Kate and her. So it's it's a you know it just kind of keeps coming up, keeps coming up, you know. Um, I I you know I loved all those early scenes. Uh, we see the Ronin attack that the auto shop, Fat Man's auto shop, as you say. Um, what was interesting about that is, of course, no one still the the tracksuits and Echo don't know that Barton is or was Ronin. And here's a question that I want to pose. Um, right now. That that whole scene with the Ronin, um, is it Clint? I I would question oh, whether or not it's is, even Clint because yeah. we still don't know where he got the Ronin suit from. True. So was Very Clint, true. Was he the original Ronin or was he a Ronin? Hmm. Um, you know, and and perhaps uh, the Ronin we see killing um, Echo's father is a different character completely. We never so see the face. Okay. Clint's very vague about, you know, we, we've never sort of been told, okay, well, this is how Clint became Ronan in the first place. We know it was um, it that he was sort of wreaking havoc as Ronan um, throughout that time period, uh, you know, uh, sort of post-Infinity War, but uh, we, uh, we don't uh, know. Yeah, and of course, we, we've got no idea if this is even during that post-Infinity War period. We don't. We don't. Because We're not told when that if, was exactly. If we are talking about a crossover into the, the sort of Daredevil era stuff, that's that's between the sort of Battle of New York and, and uh, um, Age of Ultron and things like that. So... This suit could have a totally, yeah. you know, a different history that we are Absolutely. yet to learn about. So... Uh, I didn't perhaps. think of that. I, that's yeah, that's great. Yeah, uh, because Clint, I you know, I I don't necessarily you know we know he was violent during that time, but I don't see him as somebody who would just murder a bunch of people when in, you know e even even at his darkest. Well, um, would he Clint, kill a like, bunch of people when he could when there was another way? Well, I don't know because he does talk about whoever is at the top this this mysterious uncle. Um, he does say that oh that that guy would have never been satisfied with that business just staying where it was. He would have expanded and expanded and and you know they they that's why I did or that's why Ronin stepped in. But like it is an interesting question. And also then why does Clint know what the Ronin did if um if he wasn't Ronin, well, so that, that's, that, that would know, be my 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 response to to your sure. Question. I mean, uh, you know, and I think that you know it's it's certainly possible that that was Clint, um, but it's also possible that it wasn't. And um, you know, and he, there there are moments in the episode where he kind of implies it could have been him, like when he says, "Oh, well, I'm not you know a role model for anyone," you know, sure. Um, he he doesn't see himself as a hero per se. He you know. Uh, whereas Kate does, and she kind of tries to talk him, talk him in, you know, around and say, well, yeah, you are because, you know, you look at, look at how, you know, you've given up your Christmas with your family to help me, you know, a stranger mm. at the drop of a hat and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, 
Clint is definitely carrying around some guilt for the things he did do as Ronan. Um, but to me, it's still unclear as to whether or not that was that was him in that scene. Mm. You know, particularly because you never see his face. Yeah. It's, I think it's if, entirely. Yeah. It's entirely possible that you are correct. I mean, I, I wonder if we'll get a reveal by the end of the show because we, we're kind of building into a lot of anticipation. Um, I don't know if you saw the meme that I sent you the other week where you know the the spider-man oh yeah yeah which was hilarious yeah that was really funny and i i I, you know i i wonder and it's the same with all marvel shows is is i i I think people seem to enjoy the anticipation more than the actual thing which is a problem um I, i i i i think we we need to maybe learn to enjoy the thing a bit more and and you know i'm just as guilty of it i'm just as you know we're doing this this show every week um see i don't see anything wrong with the anticipation i think you know i think it's part but, of the fun or the it's expectations fun. It's, it, right, i think well no i think it is part of the fun but it's like then don't complain when it isn't everything you want that's yeah. that's what i have the problem with i think the excitement and the theorizing is fun but I think, you know, then uh, then expecting it to be exactly what you want is not, you know, that takes away from the fun because you want to be surprised. But uh, but anyway, I digress. Like basically um, in terms of this. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's also possible and I wouldn't put it past him if this is the kingpin um, that it could have been somebody that he uh, that he paid to dress up as Ronan and, you know, and do the job. You know, for whatever reason, he wanted to take yeah. out, you know, his own sort of cell of people. Um, you know, there's there's all sorts of ways that, you know, that it could have gone um, and frame Clint for, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll find out one way or the yeah. other. But I'm just, uh, um, you know, I'm just throwing around ideas at this point. But it certainly gives it gives Echo motivation to to kind of. Yeah, she's she's got a, re- a revenge quest against mm-hmm. the Ronin. And now and, that and, she's tied Kate and Clint to the Ronan suit, she is determined to, you know, mm. take her pound of flesh. Um, now, I, I really love the scene between her and, and Clint and where he, he kind of admits that, look, I'm I'm hard of hearing, I'm not deaf, and also I, I don't... Really speak You know, my ASL isn't... You know, I loved more, more cookie, please, thank you. That was a great way uh-huh. to kind of indicate, look, right. I, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't. Now, um, Kazi kind of comes into frame more here. I, I do want to talk about a bit about Kazi because do you recognize who, do, do you know who he is? Well, yeah, a he's character? a character. He, I know who he is as a character. He doesn't resemble yeah. that character. No. Like, not you know, at all. because uh, the character from the comics from the Matt Fraction run is like, like a clown. Like he dresses as a yeah, clown. Yeah, he's like a mime, doll faced kind of mime who uh, come assassin who was rescued by the tracksuits in russia um during a kind of upheaval of i guess it's it's i, I don't know if it's meant to be uh russia itself I, I think it's meant to be one of the sort of ancillary kind of countries in in russia you know what i mean um and he you know escapes russia comes to america but also becomes an assassin yeah. um now here, and, and, and here there... he's he's actually a completely different character. He's yeah. like he's he acts as an interpreter for Echo, and he also seems pretty like, you know, he's kind of a, a semi voice of reason in the whole thing. 
um, you know, compared to the tracksuits and compared yeah. to Echo, who, you know, who actually, you know, she's she's so blinded by, you know, sort of revenge and rage that she, you know, almost strangles Kate with, you know, um, you know, kind of in a, you know, sort of out of passion and he kind of talks her down. I was um, I was completely confused by what comes after that, actually, because I, I guess I must have watched. I was utterly baffled last week because I watched both episodes twice. Oh yeah. Um, but I guess in, in between watching the episodes again, I must have watched a clip that had some of the car chase in because I sat there watching so, episode two, going, "Let okay, the car chase? let me yeah, let me explain." So that. I didn't watch it, but that that whole car chase scene was aired on Disney Plus Day, so it was yes. a thing that you could I watch. If I sat, yeah, yeah, you probably did because that um, I didn't watch it because I wanted to leave it for the episode. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know, for me, the viewing of this episode definitely benefited from not watching sure. that because it takes up a significant portion of the episode. And for me, it was like a you know, it was really thrilling. As part of as part it, of the episode, it was great. It was incredibly well done, and and of course, it's a direct quote from the Fraction Aha stuff. Um, yeah, like I I think the third issue or something like that. There is basically you know it's it's very um it's taken yeah, almost but, um, directly from it. Yeah, we the, with the character of Penny who who pops up as a sort of uh, maybe paramour for for Clint um, and causes him problems later on. And in fact, the Dodge Challenger is her car. And Clint right. buys it, and uh, uh, it then gets right, and wrecked. he's the one but, who wrecks it, yeah, in yeah. in that. But um, but this this was a great fun car chase, and I I I thought the action was exceptionally well handled. It was great. Um, it was really great, and also the scene in the warehouse that precedes it, um, where he escapes. You know, he he kind of gets out of the cuffs and. Um, I mean, all of that was kind of hilarious with them mm. on the on the like, you know, like kids sort of merry-go-round horses uh, and the ball pit and like, you know, just all the all the well, humor kind of interspersed uh, throughout that that scene of what, them escaping the warehouse. What I found interesting about those scenes was, is it constantly attaches. One, it attaches Clint to children mm-hmm. in the sense of. It's kind of always always taking him back to his kids in a way, I, I think, in a in a kind of metaphorical way. But also infantilizes Kate because she also is attached to Right. And he you child. know, he keeps, you know, sort of referring to her. He's like, Oh yeah, she's like nine. Yeah. You know, like um But it's also it also a... kind of goes with the vibe of the show as well, which yeah. is that it's comedy action. It's like, you know. Mm. Uh, and I, I, there is a fine tradition in filmed entertainment of the very grizzled, in, in, in a completely non-sexual way, the grizzled older guy with the very young um, uh, uh, accomplice. Female. Yeah, yeah, female accomplice. And it, you really want to be looking at things like Paper Moon, Peter Bogdanovich's Paper Moon as, a, as an example. And that is the kind of play right. that you get. And you like know. Wolverine and every sort of young. Yeah, yeah you know. absolutely. Yeah, you're completely right. Logan is, mm-hmm. is uh, of course, right. a, a direct kind of quote on that sort of stuff as well. Uh, I, I don't know how I missed that. Thank you, Liz. Um, but yeah, uh, and so there is a fine tradition of that sort of paternal 
relationship or a relationship that becomes paternal and starts off as one person kind of using another because in a way it's kind of flipped on its head here because i i think kate is almost the one who's sort of using clint well she is she is because she's Um, you know and not uh not in a malicious way but you know she's got him embroiled in her mess and you know she's kind of looking to him to guide her out of it um, yeah, absolutely, and and also because she wants to learn from him, and and there is that thing her mum said to her in like episode one, which is, you know, you've always been rich and you've always been young, and right, and you eventually, know, yeah, those you people know, are very entitled, and I think Kate is just a very entitled kid in a way, yeah, um, <clears throat> and I, I I actually kind of like the budding relationship and and you get that that beautiful i mean one we've we've got to kind of give mention to the the pim arrow which i (laughs) that was great i mean all Um, the arrows all the trick arrows were you know i mean that was that was great um you know which uh is totally is again a thing from the comics yeah um you know uh clint and all his trick arrows and then they're you know poorly labeled and uh you know the, the things like the plunger arrow um, you know, there, there was just a lot of great comedy moments from uh, from Kate firing off the arrows throughout that car chase scene. Yeah. Um, and just. Um, I, I just thought it was a, t- a terrific kind of um, action sequence. But as you say, it's a long sequence. It, it takes up a big chunk of the episode and ends in that kind of very exciting swing for the, the, the subway car. But I love the moment that comes on the subway car afterwards, which is, you know, this, this actually quite tender thing where he, he says, no, actually, yeah, you, you know, you really are one of the best archers in the world, which I, I, I thought was lovely. It was. And of um, course he can't it, hear, you know, so yeah. she, she like, you know, sort of her reaction, you know, uh, and, and it, yeah, uh, which is a device that comes back in in a bit. Now, I, I've got to say, in terms of emotion, this episode has, has been the high point because um, when they're back at the apartment, you get that beautiful scene where Clint is on the phone with his son. He doesn't realise it's his son, but Kate arrives home and starts, tra- you know, translating for him because he's, he's busted his hearing aid. And, yeah, um, he really can't hear. And yeah, um, and, I really like how they put the audience in uh, in the position yes. of Echo and Clint, um, and what you know what it feels like to mm. either you know be unable to hear or to only be able to hear you know um, x amount of sound, um, and it really does kind of put you in that you know it gives you that that feeling of like oh wow this is you know how it would feel to actually you know uh be unable you know unable to communicate in that way mm. um and you know i thought that was really brilliant i thought that was one of the real high points of this episode is how they handled that um and you know it, it was it was just a really interesting perspective uh in a marvel show you know it was different definitely like, uh, and, absolutely yeah and talking about this particular scene yeah it was like that was you you know it really it was really emotional. I, I, I teared up a couple of times. It was just right. really, and especially by the end, where the kid is kind of saying to him, um, "I'm not going to be know. mad if you don't come home for Christmas." Yeah, like and, oh, that was like oh no, <laughs> this is horrible. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I had a little tear, a little tear, you know. Oh, um, 
but you know, it, it, it's 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 kind of I that in a way. The, the good thing about this is, okay, the suit isn't really the quest of the show. Uh, the the kind of whole <laughs> thing with the mystery behind Kate's family isn't the quest of the show. The quest of the show is getting Clint back to his family. And I'll tell you what, I will I will cry, cry like a bitch if <laughs> we get to the end and Kate gets to spend Christmas with Clint. That would and be really nice. Together. You know, I will, I will, I will blub. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will, they will be happy tears. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I love a good cry at a TV film like I really do. Yeah, and there's something about Christmas, you know. Sure, that a- absolutely. absolutely. It amplifies all the emotion. And... It's, it's my, my favourite thing at Christmas is to find things that are as schmaltzy as possible. Right and, uh, and and sit and watch them. Um, uh, last year was uh, Meet Me in St Louis. I hope uh, I might give that a go again this year. Um, but yeah, uh, I'll. Uh, I imagine that uh, the fact that I'll probably be very drunk this Christmas will, <laughs> will help aid that and smooth that along. <laughs> That's my plan for Christmas to gradually get drunk on pre-mixed. Espresso martinis. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, but we also get this interesting scene back in the warehouse with with Kazi and, and uh, Echo, where you know Kazi warns her that, that the path she's going down is is too obvious and too kind of big and explosive, and it's getting out of hand. And he's worried that. Uncle, whoever that is, um, is going to be angry. Um, so again, this this omnipresent, lingering thing of, of who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they explicitly can, say can we... that she's not the boss. You know, somebody yeah. else is the boss, and you know who's going to be the boss? I, I you mm. know, seems. To well, me... I, I I don't know because she she uh, she says to him at least of that gang, you know, who's in charge. And it's oh, her. Well, she, yeah, but, they, but there is a, yeah, there is, a, she, higher, there is yeah. a bigger boss than her, you know. So I, I want to ask you a, a, a kind of possible here. Okay. If it's not the kingpin, who could it be? Well, uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, Considering what character it is who is working directly beneath him, I mean, I can't really picture another uh, figure uh, being the boss of that gang apart from one character. And this ties in with a theory Go that you know it. you and I talked. Well, no, this is a theory that you and I talked about off. Oh air. yeah, um, so we can't. Yeah, we can't. so I don't want to say. Liz, when are we like at a certain point? I think we need to unleash that theory on the audience. Uh, we probably need to do it before it gets revealed, though. I mean, so maybe next episode we can we can chat about that. Or okay, yeah, if we, you know, uh, because again, not, not it's this like, episode though, because I don't I don't think it's a spoiler to talk about a theory. But at the same time, if it turns out yeah. to be true, then I also feel like maybe it is a little bit of a spoiler. I don't know. Um, I, I think what we need to do is we we need to start writing down all our theories, and we need to have a uh, a sort of checklist at the end once we get to the final episode of how many we got right and how many we got wrong. Um, 
if someone in the audience wants to do that for us and sort of play along with that, then uh, uh, please do. Um, because hey, I can hardly remember the last thing I said, so <laughs> the chances of me to... right. I mean, so so there is, yeah, there is one more character who you know, Paul, Paul and I had a little, you know, chat off mm. air uh, last week, you know, because uh, I have my suspicions that there is a character that we haven't seen the last of, um. And we, we, but but we'll save it for next episode. We'll save it for next yeah. episode. Um, or or you know maybe one after that. We'll see what happens next week and 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 see where we're where we're at. Um, so yeah, I mean a a, a great episode really. Is there anything else you wanted to add for for this one? I mean, uh, um, I'm... I think we kind of touched on most of the main beats. You know, I think uh, you know there was the um the comment about Black Widow. Uh, that, you know, mm. as we all know, like, you know, it's been rumored that Elena is going to show up. Uh, and when, um, when Maya slash Echo um, asks Clint, you know, uh, how do you know the Ronin is dead? He says, well, I was there. Black Widow killed him. Um, which is like this, this sort of weird version of the truth where it's like, yeah. well, Black Widow stopped Ronin as in Hawkeye from, you know, from existing anymore. So yeah, uh, that's so, that, that that is kind of like again Natasha's any, presence any is like you know is felt like you know his his uh, you know in episode one we had that whole kind of uh, the musical montage with Natasha and here we kind of touch on Natasha again and so you know uh, if in fact Elena does show up I mean I feel like that's going to be tough they, they they really are cramming in a lot of characters. Yeah, uh, if they're um, going to fit Yelena in, but I don't know if that's going to be an after credits thing, or you know, or how they how they would handle it if they do include her. Yeah, like it, it is. I I I I don't know if she's going to be perhaps the last. You know, they're going to kind of beat the the kind of big boss, whoever that is, <laughs> and then we're going to get. Um, Yelena right at the end. I mean, I it would be interesting. Like... You know, Yelena is is sort of hankering for a family too. And again, the the sentimentalist in me wants to see them all get together. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like if we've only got three episodes left, I Yelena might be one too many characters to kind of really fit in very seamlessly, unless they do it as an after credits thing. Yeah. Um. I I don't know, but we'll have to wait and see. I mean. <clears throat> there are the Russian ties, you know. Sure. Um, we still don't know much about Kazi. There could be stuff there. That's true. Um, yeah, lots of lots of stuff that could happen. Um, uh, oh, and before we before we sign off, I do want to quickly mention the the the, the conversation they had about Hawkeye's costume was very funny. Yeah, um, um, sort of moving him towards the comics costume. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna. <laughs> well, I loved how Clint was just like, "Yeah, you know." Uh, well, I don't what, like. You have, know... You, have you seen the the costume they've kind of got him in in the promotional material? Uh, no. Oh, it, it doesn't look good to me. Really? Like, if you, if you flick onto Disney Plus when when you've got the uh, ident up, like the you know the the scrolling roll they have at the top. That's right. telling you, you know, oh, this is all the new shit on Disney Plus. 
there's there's one where they've got the the Hawkeye and and that costume to me looks bad. Really? Uh, okay, which is I'm sure the costume to, that they're going to have him in by the do, end of it. You know what it reminds me of? And I, I, I know I'm going to going to take take it for this for saying this, but the the, the cap costume in the the Avengers, which I hated. Um, okay. I I, I like the Winter Soldier, the kind of leather, right? You know, the, the more more kind of. Um, uh, utilitarian style fucking sure. costume. Um, I don't like the cap costume. In fact, I really just did not like a lot of the costumes in the first Avengers movie because they all look like costumes rather than. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, and yeah, I, and I, I mean, with those I, characters, you want them to look more part of the part of them, really. And they look, you, you know. Right. Well, I always thought Clint's costume was pretty cool, but like, you know, as as their whole conversation, you know, sort of, uh, you know, sort of revolved around, it was like, well, I he, his costume was always the most subtle, um, you know, sure. and, and... But this, you know, the one and, in the adverts is not subtle. Right. Well, that's obviously what Kate's tr trying to talk mm. him into is something less subtle, you know, because uh, he, you know, as he says, you know, well, I'm I'm there to be unseen. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a ghost. I, you know, I don't want and people... And paying attention to, to me. Yeah, I mean, we, we do have to remember that, that Hawkeye, at least in this version, was a spy. Yeah. He wasn't a, a you know, I, I know there's, in, in his origins, there's an element of criminality, but this version of Hawkeye was a spy. He was a, a, a kind of uh, an agent for... for um, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, that's certainly something that, that it's been explored, but not not explored that much, really. Speaking of Shield, did you see that they, uh, Colby Smulders is coming back for Secret Invasion? By all accounts. Oh, um, brilliant! Okay, that's great, great news. You know, uh, um, Secret Invasion. I'm I'm stoked for Secret Invasion. I you know I always thought that that would make such an excellent uh, live. Action I thing. I I always thought it should have been one of the movies. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, obviously, Marvel feel differently. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was really hoping to see it as one of the the films one day. But um, I, I mean, I, happy as a with show, show, I think I think a show works just as well, you know, because uh, I, you know, I mean, obviously, you can play, you know, you can play that idea out over the course of a series, you know, really well. Did I? I I I I think I told you this story, but just for the audience, uh, a few months back, um, uh, Kingsley Ben Nadir who we know has been cast in Secret Invasion, popped into, into, uh, gosh, <laughs> was uh, oh. there to buy Secret, Secret Invasion? Invasion comic. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. <laughs> that's hilarious that he would have just picked it up. Yeah. Oh, oh I hate to add I didn't disturb him or didn't, you know, I, I believe someone else kind of helped him out. But, um, yeah, uh, terrific actor, though. Yeah. And, and I'm really kind of keen to see see what he does in the show. Um and indeed, who he's going to be playing. But yeah, we know Marie Hill is coming back. Now, um, obviously, we're getting ready for Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. Which we will review uh, yeah. when um, it comes out. So that's on the 17th of December. Um, uh, so I, I imagine, Liz, that we'll, we'll be <laughs> doing that review. That'll be out on the... Uh, 18th of December. <laughs> I assume we'll be we'll be uh, doing that as quickly as possible. Um 
again, fan expectations for this this movie are out of this world. They're out doing, of proportion. Yeah, out. I mean, it, like it's it's end game le- end game levels, if if not even more so. I want to say well, this like, is this or, is funny uh, enough yeah. how how I think it's Feige has described this movie. He's like it's, it's Spider Man end game of yeah, yeah Spider Man, which and, I mean, uh, one of the interesting. Um, things about the 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 film is that it is uh, it, it's titled No Way Home, but of course that that actually doesn't refer to Peter. Um, it it that that seems to be referring to all the other characters who get are, sucked in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it it's kind of interesting. We, we, I don't want to talk too much about it because I know you don't like too much speculation or spoilers. Um, so fact, what I'm yeah. going to do is because of the time difference, I'm going to go and see the movie uh, at the earliest mm. possible showing. And I'm just going to give you a call and uh, wake you up and, and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right, isn't it? I mean, that's okay. Uh, yeah, mind. no, I will never answer the phone again <laughs> until I've seen it. No, no, but you, you, you won't mind. I mean, you can consider it sort of just desserts <laughs> for having to, you know, put up with you for so long. I mean, like, I, I, I think that's fair. I've, I... I've known you for 10 years now, and, and uh, I've got to say, uh, at least nine of those have been utterly agonizing. Um, <laughs> oh I, I, I think we should just uh, <laughs> put a cap on I, it. I, I think we need a bit of retribution here, Liz. And I, I think that's the way to do it. I, I think what I need to do is I, I need to, to sort of blast you on every possible platform so I can I can send you DMs on, on Twitter and uh, uh, Insta. Telling you what happens, just the highlights, just the highlights, just little bullet points of, and then um, this character turns up, and I can leave you voice messages, give you a call, um, you know, I, I think you know we need to embrace. If, <laughs> if this is the way that you would choose to die, then. Go what are you for. talking about? You're there. There's nothing you can do from two thousand miles away. You muppet. I will hop on a plane. <laughs> After seeing Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. Uh, It'll and probably then... be the in-flight movie. Uh... <laughs> I yeah, any spoilers that I have not already received, I refuse to get any more. I, you know, I think at this point I'm I'm gonna stop watching trailers because I have watched the trailers mm. that are out so far. And um and I think from this, this is, point on I, I do have to say, guys, this is the woman that threatened to kill someone. <laughs> 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 they, it sounded like for a moment they were going to spoil it. I remember a um, a colleague of mine working in uh, a cinema, like when, when I used to work in cinemas, and he, <laughs> this guy came up to him when Force Awakens was out, and it had been out for two days. And the thing that people forget about working in cinemas is you don't necessarily get to see the film straight away because you know you're working at shifts in a right. retail job, effectively. And the guy literally went to him as he was buying his popcorn. Oh yeah, it's such a like it's such a shame Han Solo dies. <laughs> he went, Why are you talking? Because I haven't seen it. You oh my god. <laughs> 
yeah, see, like I, I could never work in a cinema for that reason. Like, you know, I would end up murdering members of the public. Um, yeah, like um, it, it, it was always, it was always risky, you know, that someone would come out of a film and go, oh, blah, 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 you know, or that you would see the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, oh. Accidentally. Um, if you walked in the screen at the wrong time. Um, right. So we're, we're pretty much done with this list. Uh, Thank you once again for um, for joining me. But if you could uh, not do it ever again, that would be great. Like, <laughs> that, I don't want you back. <laughs> so uh, I'm giving I'm giving Liz a hard time tonight just because uh, uh, just because I can really. Pump, <laughs> how rude! <laughs> no, it is always a pleasure. It's good to see you. Um, we will do next week's show. Uh, when that comes around, I'm really excited for it. I hope you guys out there enjoy it. Remember to uh, like, share, and subscribe for the channel. Um, do, uh, do you know, take a look at the web store and the Patreon. There'll be some good Hawkeye comics going on to the web store soon, I hope, before, <laughs> hopefully before the show ends, uh, if I can get my, <laughs> my crap together. Uh, and some good, um, like I'm trying to do a Hawkeye reading list at the moment. So just of good stuff that's out there for mm-hmm. for the various iterations of Hawkeye. Um, so I'm looking forward to doing that. Guys, thank you very much for joining us. Liz, thank you for joining me once again. Goodbye. All right.